a new era has begun in TNA wrestling. And I am one of the people that have had, you know, good things to say about Impact Wrestling over the last three years. And I am very excited to uh, give this review out to you guys, a bonus episode. So welcome to the bonus episode, my first of my wrestling review series, as I call it. And we're going to get rock and rolling with this. Now, to get the background on this, I've done wrestling reviews on this podcast many, many times before. But at the same time, I always felt like I rushed them. I always included them with everything. And I thought, maybe I should keep them separate. Because everybody knows me. That anybody knows me knows I love professional wrestling. And I always thought, well, let's just go ahead and do this separately. So that being said, as I look to my thing, it is 1154 on Saturday night, this will be dropping to you for the, tomorrow morning. Obviously, it will be Sunday morning at 9 a.m. And I want you guys to sit back and listen to this and have a good time. Now, that being said, I told myself I was going to start doing this with the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble, that would be my first event of the year. I would do this this format with. However, the more and more I thought about it, I said, man, TNA Wrestling's coming out. They got their, big, their first big pay-per-view of the year. Why the hell not? And I'm very excited to announce this. To give you guys this, and I'm going to go with it. I've done my review. Uh, I got my review and my notes here on my laptop, and we're going to rock and roll with this. Go make sure we are good to record. We're still recording. And sure the hell are, buddy. We sure the hell are. So let's rock and roll. So TNA Hard to Kill. Now, for you people who don't know what TNA Wrestling is, TNA Wrestling was founded by Jeff Jarrett and Jerry Jarrett back in 2002. It was NWA TNA Wrestling, which was affiliated with the International Wrestling Alliance. They got the TNA name, obviously. Then they later became Impact Wrestling in, I think, 2011, 2012. Uh, people thought the TNA name ran its course. They were trying to get a better name. Switch things up, and you can't fault them for it. I mean, you know, it's called, you know, the circle of life, they say it. But that being said, as we get rock and roll, as I pick my corner room up a little bit, fucking throwing the shit out of the place. Let's get into it. So, TNA Hard to Kill is basically their first pay per view event of the year. It always happens in January or February. Um, been following the event for a while. That being said, let's get into it. Like I said before, <clears throat> So we opened up with Eric Young, yes, the Eric Young, who was narrating the history of TNA about how it's being rebuilt. And it was a badass opening, I would say. A very good narration. You know, Eric Young walking through the desert and walking around Sin City. And then, of course, Eric Young walks out through the arena, the entranceway, the tunnel, out of darkness, which was I thought was very fucking cool. And, part, and also, like I always say, I cuss on this, so be ready. Hell of a promo. And gets the crowd into it. The crowd's waving their TNA flat towels in the air. Great setup. Packed arena theater. Where everyone says it's in Vegas. So they had a, and they made an announcement. The commentating team made an announcement that it was the largest t- uh, show in their companies in the company since uh, in eight years. So that's a good thing too. So business is good. Um, that being said, opening match: Ultimate X with the women. And also, I want to point out, the ring had their sponsorships, but also had their logo in the middle of it, and I fucking love that. I'm an old-school WCW fan, so I, the, the, the old-school logos in the middle of the ring always had a better feel for me, and I actually like it a lot. So, that being said, we're going to get right into this, and let's get going. So, Ultimate X women's match, We and also, they show the commentators are sitting up in one of the booth areas 
on the theater level. It's kind of like the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York, and that's the way I look at it. And it's actually pretty. It's actually a really cool setup. We got Tasha Steeles, Galician Shaw, Alicia Edwards, Joey Threat, Donna Luna, and Zaya Brooke. Now I will let you know that Joey Threat, Donna Luna, and Zaya Brookside, I believe, are new signees. But Tasha Steeles, Galician Shaw, and Alicia Edwards have been in TNA wrestling, so the crowd energy was there. The crowd energy was there. It was a really good start off to the show. Uh, Brookside comes out. She got the biggest reaction. She's kind of an old school baby face all over. I put in my notes. Brookside has an old school baby face all over herself. People want to cheer for her. Dana Luna is a big powerhouse, which TNA needed for a division with with all outside Jordan Grace. They don't have really some powerhouses. I will say this. Uh, Leslie Shaw, people want to get behind her, even though she's kind of, she is a heel. Tasha is a uh, Tasha Steels is a good upcoming talent. I think she's got a lot of ability. I know she's won, won some gold in TNA. Alicia Edwards is a heel, and I'm gonna make you real clear. I'm not a big fan of Alicia Edwards this match, and I'm gonna get into as I go. I will say this: nice pump kick by Shaw. She cut off uh, Brookside, uh, cooked, cut off Brookside, and Brookside was making a comeback on Luna. Brookside sold it very well. Joey Threat is someone I see as a knockout. A champion one day, Joy Thread has talent. Good job of giving the new signings their shine early, which I mean in the spot-wise. The first five to ten minutes of the match, you saw Brookside, Luna, and Threat get their shine. Joy Thread had a nice dive on the outside, and Steele's cutter off the top rope to the outside could have been deadly. Thank God Shaw caught her. Um, good spots on the outside. Uh, teased the rope, moving around the ropes, good stuff. And then of course TNA, you know, you know, you see this stuff on the Indies all the time. But they did a typical Tower Dune spot, and I saw it coming. I think it was Shaw, Luna, no Shaw, Brookside, somebody else. But uh, Luna got up and got it. They didn't need the Tower Dune spot because I don't think they needed to show off Luna with her power there because Luna clean house and hit and just hit a badass power bomb on Brookside, which got and then. Luna comes in. Uh, Luna hits a double suplex on two people. Commentary is being great so far. I like it. Brookside stops Edwards with and Luna with a badass lariat because Edwards comes in. It, um, Edwards comes in and cleans house a little bit, gets a little momentum. Brookside stops her and Luna with a badass lariat. Joey Threat with a double F5. Edwards and Brookside would made me maybe prop pop. Excuse me, pretty badass. Shaw and Threat spear spot look like dog shit. If you know what I'm talking about, they came. They basically had uh, Shaw. Threat was hanging on, and Shaw jumped on somebody's back, and she lost her foot, and she hit her. Instead of hitting her upper waist, she hit her by her thighs or quads and knocked her down. Crowd chance, thank you, knockouts, whatever. Then it was, I think it was, it was the three original, I think it was the three original people in the match, but I know Shaw climbs up, she unhooks it, and wins Ultimate X, crowd pops for it. I thought it was a solid open match, and I give these matches a scale of 1 to 10. I give my overall ranking a scale of 1 to 10 as well, so let you know. I'm not the Meltzer guy. I don't do 5-star. I don't think a star 5-star matches, but I will give you a 7.25 out of 10. I really think this match was really, really good. Good opening match, solid. I'm not going to get into the promo package. I didn't see the the pre-show, so I'm just going off the, original, the, the pay-per-view event. Second match, PCO versus Dirty Dango. Um, don't like Dirty Dango's interest music a lot. Sounds like piss poor grunge music, and he does look like he's aged a little bit. Um, comes out with his little his little group. PCO has a nice entrance entrance, but I will say this: it feels like it's ran its it ran its course at this point. I pure Carl Arlette was a hell of a talent in the '90s. 
had a lot of ability, good size. I mean, typical Canadian French guy from French Canadian man. Dude can work his ass off. I mean, the, you, you go back in the history of the French Canadians, the Pat Pattersons, the Raymond and Jacques Rougeaus, you know, the Dino Bravos of the world. Guys were big stars. Uh, and PCO is one of those guys who often just forget about. He was, he was. I remember he was one of the Quebecers in the '90s in the WWF. I mean, former WWF tag team champion. Good size and a hell of an athlete. Um, PCO starts throwing Dango around as they ring the bell. He hits his cannibal spot on the floor. It's amazing. The guy is 50 years old and can do this. Alpha Bravo interferes and causes a D, D2, a DQ, excuse me. The crowd kind of shits on, like, whatever. Rhino comes in, makes a save, runs in, and they tease. Vladimir Kozlov is with Dango and Bravo, right? Indeed, Vladimir calls up people remember, but I don't I don't know how to spell his new name, so I just put VK on here. So makes a run, Ronald makes a run, and then DOA, the DOA director, director of director of authority, Centurion run, runs out and gets a nice ovation, and he announces it's going to be six man tech, and and it's going to be Rhino and PCO, and their new partner is Jake something. Jake something comes out, hits a double, runs in, hits a close uh, running clothesline over the ropes, good spot. Uh, PCO. Um, they run around. They beat up the heels, knock them to the floor. PCO gets on top, hits a moonsault to take all the heels. Uh, Jake's something. I put in my notes. He can be something, pun intended. Good size. Looks like he knows where he needs to be in the ring. Mills tagged to Rhino. Starts stomping Dango. Crowd chants gore. VK gets in, hits Rhino with a clothesline from the ring. The ring from the ring apron. Heels take over. Dango and them get some heat. Dango goes for a top a top rope knee and misses. He pulled knee pad down. I know he worked it, but ouch. Jake something comes in, makes a comeback. T- PCO comes in, takes over on Bravo. Rhino and VK, Vladimir Kozlov, have a standout. Rhino hit. Rhino finally hits that fucking gore on Bravo. So, uh, uh, something hits a powerbomb on Dangle, who who lands on Bravo, and PCO hits a moonsault for the one, two, three. Not bad. Crowd was into it somewhat, but I'm gonna give it a six and a half out of ten. I think that it served its purpose. It was quick and easy. Third match was was not advertised, I believe. This match was not advertised. And we also saw a vignette. Somebody was arriving to the arena. We'll get into that later. Um, third match is for the Knockouts Tag Team Champion. Now we're getting some tag team. We're getting some championships. Uh, MK Ultra, who are the champions, against a surprise opponent. MK Ultra comes out and uh, Masha Slamovich is Kyron Killer Kelly out on a chain. Kind of a seductive relationship they have. And whatever they come out and they're way who's their opponents and all of a sudden you hear that holler that crazy scream and it's decay rosemary and havoc are back they got a hell of a pop crowds already into this already havoc starts out working on masha then tags in rosemary they go back and forth a little bit mka ultra takes over does their their tag and body slam by slamming each other on top of rosemary and i gotta admit i'm a fan of all four of these girls i think all four of these girls are very talented and very good Crowds pops. Rosemary takes over on Killer Kelly when she sits up and looks at her. Good stuff. Killer Kelly kind of likes it a little bit because that's her gimmick. Havoc comes in, cleans house, tags, tags, makes a comeback, clean house. Crowd gets into it. She goes for a double chokeslam. They stop her. Masha hits her snowplow finisher, and Havoc gets a one count and just sits up and looks at her. And then Havoc finally hits that double Chokes on MK Ultra that hits another move and DK gets the one, two, three. I thought it was it, it was about 10 minutes. It was quick. The crowd was into it. Solid tag win. They get the bell off MK Ultra. You put it back on Decay. 6.75 out of 10. The fourth match. Now they did they uh, Scott Demore came out with the head of AAA and they announced they're having a partnership. And they the next match is the fourth match on the card and it is for 
if I scroll my thing down, is for the X Division Championship. It's a triple threat. Ellie Del Vikingo versus Kushida and Chris Saban. If I butcher your name upon him. Vikingo has a cool aura about him. He is AAA's longest mega reigning mega. He is the longest reigning AAA mega champion over 700 days. If you know about AAA, it's one of the, I think it is the number one promotion in Mexico for professional wrestling or Lucha Libre. Kadisha comes out, he's always solid. Always good. And Chris Saban, I put in my notes, long way from when he first started in 2003. And by the way, I will say this. Every one of the title belts I've seen so far, the new TNA belts are badass. I like them a lot. Side note. And also, I love that TNA and Triple H are having, AAA are having a partnership. It makes me very happy. Good stuff. First off... With the three wrestlers, the crowd is, is so into it. A lot of high spots already, solid work. Too much work in the crowd already. They're like when I'm saying work in the crowd, it's like okay, they chop them and they're like okay, yeah, 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 we're here, yeah, let's get this going, yeah, 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 whatever. And it is what it is. Um, I thought that could, uh, Vikingo did some incredible things through the air, but he's got to slow down at some point because that shit's gonna catch up to you. We all know that. Saban comes in with a couple snap uh, dragon suplexes. Kushida hits a hammerlock suplex on Saban. The storytelling is in here with this one. It's just high spot to high spot. Saban ends up taking over. I think I guess he's a heel in this one. Not sure. Commentary did talk about how he did lose the last match. He was a, he did get pinned in the final impact wrestling match. Vikingo springboard 450 save on the, the ramp, which was good, but there was already three or four dies previous or whatever. And then they did a spot where who hit the Canadian destroyer? It was I think Vikingo got hit. Vikingo got hit with a Canadian destroyer, but it was he was standing there and he was waiting for it, and it looked so fucking planned and fake. And I hate using that word when it comes to wrestling, but it did. German suplex from the top row by Saban. Saban hits the cradle shock one two three. It was too much for me. It's an indie darling special. I don't care what you fucking say. People are gonna hate me for it. I don't care. Four out of ten. So far, the worst match of the show. Now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty because these were the matches I was ready to see. The fifth, the fifth match, the sixth match, uh, the fifth, the seventh, and the eighth are the, two, the three matches I wanted to see. This the fifth match. And boy, we're going to get into this. Josh Alexander versus Alex Hammerstone. And I put in the caps, love the pre-match package. I will say this. I have been on the Alex Hammerstone bandwagon for about three years now. I've been watching this work in MLW for a while. He is very talented, has great size. I compare Alex Hammerstone. He is what Lex Luger is supposed to be as a worker. He's got the similar body as Luger, but his work is better, if that makes any sense. Luger drew money. I'm not I'm not knocking Lex. I'm just saying, like, Hammerstone is what you thought Lex Luger would be today, if that makes any sense. Josh Alexander is the best tech, one of the best technical wrestlers in the world, and I've always said that. So, the coming out, Hammerstone looks fucking great. I scream Screams dollar signs in my opinion. I think the dude's money. Josh Alexander, one of the best in-ring work, workers in the world. Definitely a fan of both of these guys. Match feels a little bit different than anything on the card. They just feel like they feel like athletes. They look like athletes. And I also want to say that they, they actually lock up. First time tonight, somebody locked up. That kept it simple. Um, best a Badass singlet by Josh. I really like it a lot. They were five minutes in the match, and Hammerstone threw a punch. All they did was work the crowd. And did some stands up, worked, and they were five minutes, and it's been fucking great. They didn't take a bump. Alexander hit a dragon screw on Hammerstone's leg that looks good, then uses a heel lock, the, 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 the dice on Hammerstone. Crowd is still there. You can feel it. Can work, by the way, for a production company that doesn't have the money that AEW, WWE, even New Japan has. AEW does, a, I mean, TNA has done a great job production wise with this. Um, dragon screw. Um, 
Then they go, they get big pots. And also, I will say this: shots by Alexander and Hammerstone were massive. And Hammerstone, even though he, they, the commentary put over how Hammerstone's knee was having issues, he hits a big overhead suplex. And then Alexander gets up, makes a little bit of a comeback, fights him off. They go on the side ring of the apron, and Alexander hits a side slam on the ring ring. And I put, ouch, like it looked like it hurt. Alexander comes back in, hits a second rope knee for a two count, and immediately goes back to ankle lock. So he immediately pins him and goes back. Good psychology. like that a lot. They work a little bit more. Hammerstone ends up sitting up and shakes his head. The crowd loved it, and so did I. Hammerstone stops Josh in his track with a gorilla press to a side, to a slam position to a standing side, to a standing rock bottom. Crowd fucking pops, so do I. And I'm saying to myself in my notes as well, TNA needs to sign Hammerstone now. Hammerstone sells his knee, but but he sells his knee like he comes off running. He stops his knee. Josh sees him, runs at him, catches him with a fucking power slam. I thought that was really good. Alexander stops him again, goes right back to April, the ankle lock, and great finds a lay. But Hammerstone keeps filing and reaching the ropes. Good finish. Good false finish. Nasty back elbow from Hammerstone. He sells his knee, but still puts his finish nightmare, uh, the nightmare plagogum. I believe I said that right. A pendulum. Hammerstone's slow to make the cover because of his knee. Great storytelling. So he couldn't get a pinfall because of it. So it protects his finish. And it all it protects his finish. It gives a way out. You don't have to hit your guy at your finish 14 fucking times. This whole story. Hammerstone hits a badass front missile drop kick followed by a TKO for a, new, a near two count. Storytelling's been great. Guys are fighting. Hammerstone stops with a roaring elbow followed by a suplex and a powerbomb for a, a near two count. They go back and forth. Alexander finally hits his C4 spike, which is a, a J Drew or a Tiger Driver, Pile Driver. One, two, three. So far, I put in my notes, so far, best match of the night. It's not even close. Sign Hammerstone now. To me, when I rate matches and I look at them, to me, this was the best match of the night. Hands down, I'm giving this a 10 out of 10. This is the first match. And I always say there's a category of perfect matches of the year. And I will probably at the end of the year, if I have a, enough of a 10 and t- of 10 of 10, I will rank my matches by one by one, and I will give it to you. But Hammerstone, great job. Very, very, very happy with it. It was good shit. Good work from both guys. I signed him. I give this match a 10 out of 10. It was damn good. The sixth match tonight, the four-way for the TNA Tag Team titles. We got ABC with the champions, which is Chris Bay and um, uh, Ace Austin. I think it's Ace Austin. The Rascals is Zachary Ward. Wentz, I think I say his name right, and Trey Miguel versus the Grizzly Young Vex, Mike uh, Bailey and Dorelio Kid. I put this. Rascals are heel, and I like it, and I like their matching gear. Laredo Kid and Mike Bailey come out. They do not look like a tag team at all, but I get it because it was supposed to be Trent Seven. Seven had some issues getting back and forth. Grizzly Vets, Grizzly Young Vets come out. They are a good tag team. They do work well. And ABC is not talk, the ABCs are not talked about a lot, but slowly becoming a good tag team. And I mean this by the bottom of my heart. Can we get rid of the Bullet Club bullshit? That shit was not over as it used to be. It's just fucking not. It's not. ABC's Good teamwork Teamwork on one of the vets. Expect a lot of high spots in this. Fast-paced stuff for this match. Not a fan of either. It might be a little radio kid, but something just doesn't work for me with either one of them. I just, there's something about them I don't like. There's something about them I just don't like. 
and I'm just going to just leave it at that. There's nothing that I just, there's just something about them I don't like. I don't know what it is. Grizzle Vets come in, they take over, uh, take over, uh, a little bit come out. I'm sorry, I'm reading this wrong. Everyone runs, and then like, they're all doing a bunch of moves and everybody runs in. Now we're back to the shit that doesn't make sense. Like, okay, let's just stop in the middle. All eight men are in the ring now. Then they run in. Vets and one of the Grizzle Young Vets and barely get in the ring. They cut them off. And they hit some nice teamwork. Bailey, uh, I put in my notes, vets are really good. I like have have been like I have been saying, marine work is damn good to be exact. I will say this: Bailey did sell his ass off to the vets, so kudos, damn good. Rast uh, Wentz makes a blind tag, gets in. And here's another thing: I'm not a fan of shoulder tags. I think a tag should be with your hand. Like here's your hand. And not I don't like shoulder tags. I say shoulder tags do not work. I don't like shoulder tags. I don't like it. Um. And then uh, Wentz goes in to wrestle, and Bailey starts making a little bit of a comeback because Wentz is talking to one of the uh, the grizzly young vets gets caught. Uh, comes back and come back. He makes a tag. The Laredo kid, the Laredo kid comes in and delivers the same in the offense. Push, push, kick, run, 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 go. Same shit. Gets a slam from the middle rope. Gets a two count, which the slam was a Michiko Noku driver. Gets a two count. ABC's getting takeover. I like. I really like their gear and him as a tag team. I like Chris Bay. Chris Bay is very talented. Um, and we start getting, it becomes a super kick party. And I put in my notes, why do we have to have 79 fucking super kicks in a goddamn wrestling match? I'll never understand. Nice spinning clothesline from Bay. Grizzly Young Vets running, hit a doomsday device, gets a two count breakup. Bailey with a backwards hurricanrana. Bailey hits an ultimate weapon. Rascals break it up for a near two count. Rascals trade punk punches. And they get in the ring and everybody's like, this is, and the commentary goes, this is what they want for. And they start hitting each other. And he literally was like, Remember how Scott Hall used to throw his right hands, and it was that little that, that that hand slap shit, but it was a good punch. It would look like that, but imagine it was like this. They look like shit, and ABCs hit their finish and got the one, two, three. I guess it was okay. I guess five point five out of ten. Seventh match, knockouts championship. The, uh, Jordan Grace is calling a shot going up against Trinity, aka Naomi from the WWE, and this was actually damn good. Uh, Grace comes out. She's in phenomenal shape. She looks good. Trinity comes out, and I'm over the glow shit. I am. I'm just over it. But she she looks good too. She looks like she's in shape. She's ready to roll. Knockout belt looks cool. The knockout belt looks cool as hell. I'll give him that. Um, presentation. You know, she's standing here with her with her. Um, she's standing here with her with her um, with her with her trophy. The, the calling her shot. I thought that was great. Naomi does good. Uh, crowd uh, and also did a shot from the background. The crowd it looks like a full arena, and I really like the setup of the theater as well. So only in Vegas, man, something this cool. Grace and her start off, and they talk about Grace using her. He likes to use her power. Trinity uses her speed, and they did a great job of it. Trinity didn't use much. She was using her speed early on, and Grace used her power. So very good psychology. Really liked it. Um, Grace gets the upper hand, plants Trinity, gets a two count early. Grace walks straight in the corner and starts chopping her like we ain't seen enough of that, and that's a negative. Quit. Why do we have to see? It's like this. We see, for a long time, we were seeing clotheslines and chops, and they kind of got away from becoming super kick. Now the clo- everybody does clothesline chops now. Can we stop now? Can we stop, please? Please. Um, uh, Grace cuts Trinity off, gets a, uh, hits her with a big slam, gets a two count. Trinity comes back, gets a, gets a little bit of comeback, hits a back elbow, hits a cro- a beautiful crossbody from the top rope, spikes her off the the from the. She did something like it was like a front, like she grabbed her by her hair, just jerked her down, and jerked her and face planted her, gets a two count. Grace hits a fucking counter, stops her in her tracks, hits a powerbomb, gets a two count. Grace hits a like a reverse powerbomb the opposite way and gets a two count like that. Trinity fires back, 
great stops over the clothesline. And the ref and the uh, Aiden, I don't, his name's not Aiden English anymore, but formerly known as Aiden, Aiden English in WWE, made a comment goes, and that looked like he really, she barely extended. And she act, and actually, they did a good job with it. They go to the outside of the floor, they rumble to the outside of the floor, they battle, and Grace hits a fucking jackhammer on the floor. Here's my thing I like that, and I get it. I understand it. I think it's great. But at the same time, that should be a finish or an injury angle or something. Like, you know what I mean? It makes sense. Like, like that's a that's a bad thing. Like, that's really like I would use that like as a finish. Like a body slam on the like an last something. I get that the air has changed. I understand that. I get it, but come on, man. Um uh Grace rolls back in the ring, breaks up the count. She goes to the floor. To, she hooks her like she's going to go for another powerbomb or a power driver. Trainee stops her with a backdrop. First time I've seen a backdrop on a wrestling program in a long time. Thought that was really good. And Grace took a back, a really good backdrop. Trainee starts getting a little momentum again. Starts hitting her, kicking her, kicking her, kicking her. Grace stops her, but they train some bull. And then they start slapping. Each- and this is what I hate. When the, you know they were, they were getting me here to the point, I was like, "This is really good." And then they start doing these little eh, 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 bullshit slaps, and then Trini hits her with a fucking kick and drops her. Takes momentum. Trini then rolls to the corner, knocks her down, hits a split like a moonsong, gets a two count. Grace locks in a full Nelson. Um, Trinity fights out of the fight outs of it. They go to the right corner. Uh, Grace finally hits her muscle butter. Trinity kicks out. So I was like, "Okay." And Grace with a great fresh press, and like she got a fresh press, like fuck. I had her and it didn't work. Grace makes a momentum, swings her off the ropes. Trinity hits the review out of nowhere, gets a two count. Trinity drops Grace on the edge of the ring, gets a two count. Match is getting really good. I'm enjoying it. I think it's really, I put that in my notes. Trinity come, makes a good little comeback, fires up, hits a badass knee lift, and hits a huge badass powerbomb. The one power move she made in the match leads to a two count. She goes for a f- uh, finishing move, starstruck. Grace counters like she's going to lift her. Trinity grabs the ropes, fights out of it, fights out of it. Finally, Grace is able to hang on to her, hits her with a suplex, hits a spinning back fist, and then hits Shining Driver for the one, two, three new knockouts champion, Jordan Grace. Enjoyed the match thoroughly, thought it was great. And I give this a solid 8 out of 10. I also want to point out that Dana Brooke debuted on the sideline. She was there in the audience as a different character. Like, she had a dress on, looked all nice. I don't know what her fucking name is. I can't, I don't remember her name is, but she is debuted. And I will say that there are rumors that Trinity is going back to WWE. And I think she did the favors, and I think she did a great job. And actually, Grace was the, the heel, and, she, and Trinity was kind of the babyface. So they did a great job working, and I thought it was really good. Now, main event time. And it's for the TNA World Championship. Moose versus Alex Shelley, who is the champion. I will say this. Promo package was pretty good. Nice production for TNA. I've been a fan of Moose for years. I always thought he's very talented. I know he's. Uh, know a lot of people are kind of wore out on Moose. I never have been. I've always thought the guy was super duper fucking talented. And I always thought he was wasting years, years in TNA or in Impact Wrestling. But I guess he loves it there. That being said... Um, he comes out, he has a badass entrance, comes out, and he looks great. Shelly comes out to a nice ovation. Um, they do the ring introductions for him. I put in my notes, Moose looks like to be the best shape of his career. TNA World Championship belt looks great. Start out, Moose does the old school hand thing, where he, the old school heel thing, like he has his hand behind his back, he stuck his hand out, like, you want to shake my hand? 
Shelly smacks it away. Moose turns around. He spit, and Moose gets water spit in his face by Shelly. Shelly, and they start working a little bit. Now the bell rings. Shelly chops Moose. Moose chases him. He go, Moose comes running at him. Moose counters. Shelly chops again, chops again. And the commentator is bringing up that Moose has dropped 20 pounds for this match, so he's moving a little lighter. All of a sudden, Shelly gets a move on him and starts working the arm. Gets work, Works the arm. So psychology, he's going to wear a body part down on Moose. I'm thinking, good shit. Wears him down. Moose hits a badass drop kick, and I put, man, he's a damn good athlete. Moose takes over, falls Shelly the outside, chops him, and I put, can we please stop with the fucking chops for fuck's sakes in chat and in, in, my, my, uh, in my notes. Please stop. Shelly hits a couple strikes, but Moose hits a nice-ass body slam on the floor, rolls back in the ring, stops the 10 count. Stops the 10 count. Shelly goes back to the work on the move of the arm, cuts him off, good, and I put good psychology. Shelly continues to work on the arm of Moose. Shelly then gets an arm bar now. Moose Moose scoops. Moose powers out, scoots him with snake eyes. Moose stomps on the hands and feet of Shelly. Nice. Now they were speeding up a little bit. Now they slow it down. So good work. Moose continues to sell his elbow. Nice work, big fella. I put in my notes. Moose finally fires back, but Moose hits a standing urinagi and gets a two count. Moose chops for him. Shelly asks for more, and I'm like, why don't we even ask chops to stop? They're going to keep doing it, so fuck it. Shelly starts some offense, but Moose hits a pump kick, goes for a power bomb, and Shelly hits a DDT, and it's a stalemate. They stop. Uh, they go back up. They go back and forth a little bit. Moose runs to the ring, runs him into the ring post. Shelly counters with shell shock on the floor, which is Sister Abigail. Um, Moose beats the ten count barely. Shelly goes for a quick cover and gets a two count. So damn, who would you think? Really, guy beat really beats a ten count. He's tired from running in. You get a quick two count. Good work, like it. Shelly goes for a cross face. Moose breaks through and hits a power bomb, which leads to a two count. They go back forth. Shelly finally hits slice break, gets a two count. Then the system, as that goes out, they get a, 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 a pan. The system comes out, and then they come out, which is, I think, Eddie Edwards and um, Brian Myers and Saban because she is stopping to prevent it. Shelly and Moose come back and forth. Shelly drops. They go on the. They go on the apron. Moose charges them. Shelly moves out of the way, and they had a nice little uh, entrance way, like a ramp to the arena. And he ran off into hit and hit hit that ring apron. He hit that ramp hard. I mean, fucking hard. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Shelly and them go back and forth. They they tease like. Shelly's going to go for a suplex. Moose can go for a power bomb. Shelly pulls out, drops Moose arm first onto the ramp flat. Look good, good spot. Crowd's coming to their feet a little bit. Moose hit a nasty-ass fucking headbutt. Shelly hits up what follows up with a clothesline. Gets a near two count. They go back and forth. They tease slash spread. Tease this, tease this, tease this, tease this. And Moose hits that fucking spear out of nowhere and gets the one, two, three. And we have a new world heavyweight, TNA world heavyweight champion, Moose. I like the idea. Good match. Even though I had some complaints, 8 out of 10. Post-match, though, System comes out, and they are followed by the name debut of Nick Namath, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler. I put my thing huge. Face off with Nick and Moose. Moose goes to charge him. He ducks. Nick hits a super kick and a zigzag. Nick runs to the crowd, tears T-shirt, and he says he's wearing a TNA T-shirt. And it confirms, basically, he is signed with TNA, and they go off the air. Now, I will say this. As much as I had complained about some things, I did enjoy the show. I thought it was a good start to the new era of TNA wrestling. And I know the different eras have changed. They got a lot of smaller guys that are going to work a different style. They work for a smaller audience, so I get it. I do think they have some stars. I So I'll run this down for you real quick. 
The X Division, the X Ultimate X match with the women, I thought was a really solid opening for the show. It delivered, even though they had some couple spots where kind of end, but I did like it. The tag, the 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 single match with PCO and Dirty Dangle turned into a six man was was served its purpose. Did not like the triple. Uh, the, what was the next match on the? I'm gonna go back up. Oh, the the, uh, the the women's tag team match. I thought that was solid. It was good work. Got the job done. The triple threat for the X Division. Did not like it. Don't care for it. Thought it was the worst match on the show. The next match was the best match on the show, I thought. And I still believe it. One of the best matches of the year so far. And it's only January, so we got a long way to go. But still, was Alex Hammerstone versus... Uh, Alex Hammerstone versus... Um, Jesus Christ. Josh Alexander, which was great. The tag team match for the World Tag Team Titles was... was all right. Jordan Grace and Trinity did a great job, and I thought that Moose and Shelly would deliver two for a main event. So on a scale of 1 to 10, where do I rank it? I'm going to say this. My final take on show the for it. Show was a good start to the new era of TNA wrestling. I had my issues, but overall, good time. Good foundation is being built. I'm glad TNA is back 7.5 out of 10. I really believe that's what I'm going I'm gonna roll with. I think it's a great idea, a great Review, excuse me, and I think they're doing a good job. Now, I will say this. What would I like to see from TNA in the future? Here's what I would I like to see. And a lot of people can, can take me up on this or whatever. I think TNA is going to tour in markets they know they can sell places. Chicago, Orlando, Las Vegas, some parts of Canada because Anthem is based out of Canada. I would be one of the Chicago. Um, I think also they could do some shows in some parts of like New Orleans. They're going to New Orleans, are saying. That being said, I would really like for um, for us uh, wrestling fans for TNA to become more in tune and be able to go to different arenas and have a good time. I think I'd love to see them come here to Indianapolis or Louisville because I can go see them. And I think it will be a, uh, as my stepson's text me, wants a Pop-Tart. I uh, really like what they're doing. And I think it's a good start. And that's about it. So I hope you enjoy this bonus episode of Conversation with Shelby Green. I'm going to do this a weekly for pro rest, professional wrestling. And this is just at the start. We're not, and I'm not, and everybody says, well, are you going to do TNA or GECW? No. Or, or New Japan. I'm going to do the shows that I want to do. And what I want to do, there are three major companies in the U.S. I'm going to, I'm going to do. It's easily it's easily going to be WWE, AEW, and TNA. And at the end of the year, I'm going to compare them, and I'm going to make my, my rewards, and I'm going to have a list of rewards. I'm going to level it out, and it's going to be a lot better this year. So that being said, I hope everybody has had a great New Year so far. My New Year is just getting started. And just remember, like I always say, I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is straight up. Have a good one, y'all.